Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. It is Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. And yesterday, saw week two of the College Football Playoff Committee with their rankings. And to my surprise, Georgia made the top four. A little bit surprising here. My main thinking of this one, well, Georgia lost to South Carolina. Yeah, exactly. South Carolina. I don't get it. I'm not sure. Because they really don't have many strong wins. Uh, their win against Notre Dame, which I think is an average team. Uh, they also have a win against Florida, which... I think is an average team. I don't think either one of them are all that great. Yeah, I get it. Florida's ranked 11th. Notre Dame's ranked 6th. But each of them have two losses. I'm just not really impressed by either of those schools. Whereas you have Alabama, and yeah, I get it. They really don't have that signature win either. A Texas A&M squad that is also very average. And then their loss to LSU. But that loss was a close loss. And I think that if Alabama doesn't have a struggling first quarter, most likely you're seeing the Crimson Tide win that one. So a, a little bit uh, you know, confusing to me there on this one. But uh, nevertheless, you have the Buckeyes representing the conference at number two. LSU was the first school. Not surprised there, especially after their win over Alabama. You have Clemson sneaking up. They were fifth last week. Able to just kind of hang around and watch a couple of teams in front of them lose, namely Alabama and Penn State. Unfortunately for the Nittany Lions, they dropped all the way to nine after losing to Minnesota this past weekend. The Gophers made the biggest jump of them all, going up nine spots. They are at eighth. I think that's a little low for Minnesota still. I don't think they're getting enough credit. They are behind four one-loss schools, uh, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Utah. I could make a bet that they are better than Oregon and Utah. 100%. I believe that is the case. However, the college football playoff does not. I believe that if Minnesota wins this coming weekend against Iowa, which I think is 100% a possibility for the Gophers, then you could see them getting into that top six, top five range. I thought that there's a possibility that they would be higher. I had them fifth in mind. And uh, I had Oregon 6th. I had Alabama 3rd. I had Georgia 7th. So a little difference between me and the college football playoff ranking committee. But that's that's uh, it's pretty evident right now. Uh, the other Big Ten schools that made their top 25. Wisconsin 14. Michigan 15. Iowa is at 20. Not 100% sure why Iowa is still ranked. I'm not quite sure. I Again, I think that they are overrated. Once again, they're, they're 
they're favored this weekend against Minnesota, which I find very odd. Very odd. I just don't get it. Uh, I'm not sure why they are favored. Three points. I mean, I think Minnesota has proven that they're a very good football team. They've got a solid defense, plenty of offense. I mean, Tanner Morgan was fantastic last week. He's got two great receivers in Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman. A very solid running back in Rodney Smith. You've got Antoine Winfield Jr. and Carter Coughlin controlling the defense. They've got stars. They've got guys that are going to play at the next level. I still don't understand why the College Football Playoff Committee is not giving them their due, not giving them their credit. A power conference, an undefeated power conference, and you've got, and I get having Alabama over them because I believe that Alabama is a more talented team than Minnesota at this point in time. But the other teams, to, to have them behind Utah and Oregon, I just, and Georgia especially, come on. I think that's just a, a, a slap in the face. Although, you can make the argument for Georgia. Like I said, they have some some solid wins against Florida and Auburn. But, or I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Florida and Notre Dame. But uh, they, they'll play Auburn this week. But, uh, you know, if they beat Auburn this week, then I could justify Georgia having that fourth slot. But. I just don't think they've done quite enough, quite enough on that end. But I digress. A little bit of news out of Champaign. Unfortunately for Lovey Smith and the Illini, it looks like Ricky Smalling is going to be out for the rest of the year with a knee injury. Yet another injury to the Illini squad. They've been hampered by it all season long. Trayvon Sidney last week, wide receiver going down. You have Mike Epstein going down and it's there's just a, a lot of injuries happening in Champaign and you have to wonder if the depth is going to be enough for them to continue to win games uh, as long as they get some of these guys back I think this bye week is big for them uh, hopefully Owule Batiku is, is back and uh, we'll find out but uh, unfortunate for Ricky Smalling. He is out for the rest of the year. There's an interesting development going on at Michigan State with Mark D'Antonio and his staff regarding their starting quarterback, Brian Lewerke. Lewerke, during their loss against Illinois this past weekend, got blasted by Daley Harding uh, towards the end of the game. Lewerke looked over to the sideline said that he was okay. Mark D'Antonio left him in. Immediately on the next play, throws an interception, and then on top of that, gets hit hard again, chasing down Sidney Brown to try and tackle him, and took another hard hit. Uh, he was definitely stunned, uh, because in his post-game interview, he said that he was shaken up a little bit. D'Antonio said that the medical staff didn't review him, However, the medical staff disagrees with D'Antonio. They said that they reviewed him on the field, or not on the field, but during the game, and then 
after on Monday as well. So there's a there's a little discord there, and I think that there's more than just some discord in in Spartan land. And that's one of the reasons why I think Mark D'Antonio is we're seeing the end of the D'Antonio era. Although he yes he became the winningest coach in Michigan State history earlier this year, I just don't see much of a future between the two. I think the marriage is coming to a point where it's better to split and get that divorce. Uh, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, what can you do when, when you look at the fact that there's just so much drama going on, multiple transfers in season. On top of that, you've got a lawsuit, another lawsuit uh, about uh, how they handled a recruitment and the subsequent actions of that recruit Austin Robertson you know with domestic violence uh, he was told not to go after Robertson went after him and then Robertson continued his terrible ways on campus at East Lansing so uh, there's a lot going on at Michigan State and I just think that it kind of similar to the Urban Meyer situation last year at Ohio State, you're looking at a coach that's just embattled, and I think that they're just ready for the season to get over and kind of move on with everything. Uh, moving on to the hardwood, uh, it is early signing period today. It's the first signing period for college basketball, so I will give you the recruiting rankings. But first, I'm going to go over the games yesterday. Michigan beats Creighton at home to improve to 2-0. Uh, Xavier Simpson, a very solid game. Just missed out on a double-double with 17 points and 9 assists. The Juwan Howard-led Wolverines improved to 2-0 on the young season. The Hoosiers got back at it as well. Trace Jackson Davis, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 3 blocks. The Hoosiers are underrated. I think they are going to be very good this year. If they stay healthy, they've got a fairly manageable schedule for you know the off season the preseason games before conference starts they're not really preseason games just out of conference games they've got a very manageable slate there i think they can rack up some wins before the meat of the big 10 schedule hits in early just you know, late december early january I think they can, uh, you know, make a run. I think they're going to surprise some people. I don't think they have the firepower to quite make a run at the conference title, but I think they'll be in the upper echelon of the conference. So interesting to watch on that one. And then this is a, this is a team that I had a lot of high hopes for coming into the years. Minnesota. They've started off one and two. They lost another one to Butler. And don't get me wrong, this Butler squad is very good. Butler is good. Yes, they're. You know, a Big East school, but traditionally in the last 10 years, Butler has been a very good basketball school. They've put up some very good teams, and unfortunately for Richard Pitino and the Gophers, they've started off 1-2 and two this year. Their only win is against Cleveland State. They lost at home against Oklahoma over the weekend. And then, again, Butler yesterday. Uh, they're better than this. I, I think that it'll come around, and you'll see that at some point in time. Uh, they've got a lot of talent, uh, including Daniel Oturu, 
he added a double-double in the loss, 24-10. and 10. So uh, watch out for Minnesota, too. I think they'll turn things around. Uh, unfortunately for them, they've gotten off to a slow start. But I think things change, and uh, you'll see a, a much more rounded team coming here shortly. So that uh, is unfortunate for Minnesota, but uh, I think that they'll uh, get through. Uh, one other quick note before I get to the recruiting rankings. Uh, there's a couple of players in the Big Ten that are still petitioning the NCAA to try and get their eligibility for this year. Transfers, Micah Potter from Wisconsin and Michigan State's Joey Hauser. Both of them are trying to get eligible from the NCAA. They're, the NCAA is luckily still hearing their case, so we'll see how that goes, but uh, at the current moment, not looking so great for them uh, because the NCAA already denied them once, and we'll see what happens when the NCAA hears their case once again. All right, on to the recruiting rankings. These will surely change today because players are obviously going to commit a couple of them, not a ton, I don't think. Uh, there's a couple commitments uh, across the nation yesterday, and you know, there's a possibility that there's going to be some today, but we'll watch out for that as the day goes along and obviously update you tomorrow see how much of this changes. The best conference team is Wisconsin. They are 10th nationally in the country with five commits. They've got a pretty solid class. Then you've got Purdue at 14. They've got three commits. Unfortunately for the conference, that it's not like you know, it's not like football where they've got a ton of, of teams right there in the top 30. Uh, you've got Indiana at 20 uh, with three commits. you got Michigan with two commits. Uh, you got the Spartans with two commits as well. And then, you know, it gets a little iffy after that. You've got uh, Penn State with four commits, 38. I'm sorry if I didn't mention Spartans were 27th. Uh, and then, again, Minnesota, 44. You have Illinois at 47. The Buckeyes are at 50. See, it's obviously a little bit different in, in basketball. The recruiting classes, A, are much smaller, and B, there's, you know, we're, I wouldn't say that uh, the Big Ten is quite a basketball conference. You've got the Wildcats of Northwestern at 55. Iowa is at 66. You've got the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers at 71. And then you've got uh, Fred Hoiberg's Nebraska team with just one commit. You've got Maryland, surprisingly, with just one commit, although their commit is uh, a good one in uh, Marcus Dockery. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, sometimes you're not going to see some big-time classes, and it's more about the, you know, the quality of that player that's coming in and, I think that, uh, you know, the Big Ten, like I said, they're, they're going to have some solid, solid players, but, you know, with, with only one, two commits, I mean, Wisconsin's up there only because they have five commits, though. Uh, it's not like their commits are, like, super high level. Uh, probably, I would say, the best player coming into the conference as long as things hold true right now, is going to be Isaiah Todd for Michigan. Uh, he committed to the Wolverines about three weeks ago, a month ago, and uh, he's going to come in, and he's going to be one of the 
highest or the highest rated recruit that's uh, ever going to sign with Michigan, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. So that's that's something to watch for. And uh, obviously, you know, with early signing day, we'll, we'll keep in on all the drama that's going to happen today and fill you in on it tomorrow. So that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at MFC2123. Like the Facebook page as well over there. It's Two Cents Pods. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a happy hump day, Big Ten fans. We'll talk to you tomorrow.